Hi everyone. How have you guys been? Doing good and coping with life, I hope. Because that's all that we can do, right? Get up in the morning, have our coffee and just go out there and cope with whatever life has in store for us, with whatever life throws at us. But here in Forgotten Books, you can just sit with me and be in the world of books for some time just be so today let's sit under a tree with a cool breeze making the leaves dance close your eyes and come with me the sky is slightly overcast but it won't rain because it's our corner we have created that space so we decide what happens there and we will sit here we look at the green meadows around us watch the river flow gently in the distance and i will tell you about one of the most adorable characters i have come across in fiction or in the world of books i am talking about james heriot and the forgotten book of today is All Creatures Great and Small written by him and published in 1972 James Heriot's real name was James Alfred White Some of you I'm sure have heard about his books many of you might not even know who he is So let me tell you a bit about him he's James Heriot uh, his pen name and he he was a veterinarian and an author His books were all based on his experiences as a vet in a rural practice in a tiny village in Yorkshire. This book which I have chosen today, All Creatures Great and Small, is the first in a series. And uh, in fact, each book of the series is based on a poem. I mean each book is one line from that poem. The poem is All Things Bright and Beautiful written by Cecil Francis Alexander. So it starts with All Creatures Great and Small where James Heriot is out of veterinary college and he's looking for a job. It's the time of the Great Depression and he lands a job in a tiny village called Darrowby in Yorkshire. This book was followed by All Things Bright and Beautiful which is James's life after marriage. along with his growing practice the third book in the series is all things wise and wonderful followed by the lord god made them all so the poem goes like this at least the first stanza of the poem goes like this all things bright and beautiful all creatures great and small all things wise and wonderful the lord god made them all <laughs> I learned this while I was in school and I don't know this is somehow stuck in my mind. So yeah, so these lines have been taken by James Heriot for his books and the final one in the series is called Every Living Thing. All these books are part fiction, part memoir because Heriot has changed the names of the characters and he's also added some incidents that he personally might not have encountered but which he was aware of in fact the chapters are almost like individual incidents with different characters a variety of animals that heriot encounters while fulfilling his duties as a vet so these are not just tales of animals you know 
Harriet takes us into the lives of the farmers of Yorkshire during the 20s and 30s. And this was also a period when a lot of changes were happening in the treatment of animals and the medicines used. So James also has to deal with farmers who are not happy with change. There's a great deal of humor in the situations he comes across. And initially, it's often the farmers themselves who guide him on what to do. So you have an idea, right, about what this book is all about and what it's going to be about. And it's a brilliant read. And I read this when I was in school. I loved it then. I read it recently. I loved it even now. Or I love it even now. The story is set in the 1930s onwards, okay, and starts with Harriet arriving at the veterinary practice of Siegfried Farnan and his brother Tristan. So Siegfried is the owner of that veterinary practice. And uh, James Harriet lands up there um, in answer to an interview call. So he goes there thinking, okay, I'm going to go for an interview and he preps himself and he's right there on time. But there's nobody there. <laughs> Siegfried is nowhere around. So James Harriet is there. He feels calls which are coming in from patients and he deals with a certain number of cases. Not much, but a few cases. And he's on the job without even having an interview. So this is how it all starts for him over there. And Siegfried and his brother Tristan are crazy characters, okay? Siegfried is slightly eccentric, but very, very warm-hearted. And Tristan is thoroughly irresponsible. He is a student. He's uh, completing his studies to become a vet. He fails a couple of papers and so Siegfried is very angry with him. And Tristan is a prankster. So he plays a lot of pranks on Harriet. He calls as if he's a farmer who wants Harriet to come immediately. And Harriet uh, dashes off, you know, so it's, it's really funny. Both the brothers welcome Harriet with a lot of warmth and affection. And uh, James Harriet stays with them in their house, which is called Skeldale House. And the practice is also based in that house. Then there's Mrs. Hall. A very efficient lady who takes care of the house, the uh, food and everything else. The storyline actually follows Harriet's experiences in the rural practice. He finds that it is so far removed from all that he had studied academically. For instance, he has to help in birthing a calf in a distant farm, which is a very strenuous and difficult process where he's on the muddy floor with his face to the ground and his hand inside the backside of the cow, trying to help the calf come out. The farmer is standing there, scowling at him. And James longingly thinks of his textbook, where the same situation had a picture which showed a cow calmly lying down on very neat, uh, on a very neat ground, and the vet and the farmer are standing together, smiling, which is definitely not the case here. See, farm animals cannot be brought to the practice for consultation, okay? So James has to go to the farms. And most of the emergencies seem to happen in the middle of the night. And uh, these farms in the Yorkshire countryside are, you know, at a great distance. They're not grouped together. They're very far flung. And there are no clear indications. So half the time, James loses his way. And he has a tough time initially. He has a really tough time. 
and the farmers too are a tough lot this book is actually said during the great depression when life as it is was difficult then there's the weather then the practicalities of managing and running a farm so all this makes them very very serious about what they are doing and james meets farmers who are wealthy and also those who are poverty stricken he finds a deep bond between the farmers and their animals and even though the farmers might not be very forthcoming even though they might not be very expressive their love for their animals is so deep and it's it's so beautiful and james herriot also writes very sensitively about the people he meets giving them a dignity that endears him to us and like i said before there's a whole lot of humor which just makes it amazing so the farmers are initially not very impressed with this young vet who's just out of college and who seems to have no idea of how to deal with the animals there and james also has to get accustomed to the way of life there like i said he gets lost he does not know how to communicate what he wants and he finds that dealing with farm animals is very very different then the winters are tough but still there is a beauty in that place and you find james herriot admiring the scenic beauty even while his feet are freezing off but then spring and summer are magnificent so each chapter in this book has james herriot dealing with a different incident There are also some subplots running continuously through the book. The relationship between Siegfried and Tristan being one of them and James's love life being another. And James's encounter with animals and their owners are very refreshing. It makes for very compulsive reading also. You won't want to put down the book. James realizes that the farmers he meets might be very serious in their manner. but like i said they genuinely warm hearted people and soon he he learns to look beyond appearances then there is an incident of an old gentleman whose only companion is an old dog and james is called to check on the dog who has not been well and this is a heart wrenching episode then at the other end of the spectrum there's somebody like mrs pumphrey and her pampered pekinese dog tricky woo So James is called to examine Tricky Woo and he realizes that the little dog is being overfed. But Mrs. Pumphrey refuses to accept this diagnosis. She does not realize that her love is harmful for the dog. Later after James returns he gets gifts which are apparently from Tricky Woo then a letter of appreciation from Tricky Woo all of which of course is being sent to by Mrs. Pumphrey. Once James is even called for a party at Mrs Pumphrey's where he is introduced as Tricky Woo's uncle James. So this is a variety of experiences that James is getting on the job. Then there's the time he is called to a farm at night to help a pig give birth. There's very little light and it's a difficult situation. But James is so exhausted from his activities during the day that he almost falls asleep. But the piglets are delivered safely and he is reminded of something he heard in class once, quote, "If you decide to become a veterinary surgeon, you will never grow rich, but you will have a life of endless interest and variety." unquote. Along with all this is the adventures of Siegfried and Tristan. 
So once, Siegfried decides to buy hens for the house so that they can have a regular supply of eggs. And he gives Tristan the responsibility of looking after the hens. As usual, Tristan, irresponsible Tristan, doesn't take care of them and they become scrawny and they start invading the neighbor's gardens to, in search of food and they stop giving eggs. In the end, Siegfried is so frustrated and annoyed that he says, okay, just give them off. And the hens are given off to Mrs. Dale. Now she takes proper care of them and soon these hens start laying eggs. And on hearing this, Siegfried is so angry with Tristan. And everything is written in such a humorous way that, you know, you're laughing throughout. Then again, you know, Siegfried doesn't learn. So he goes and gets pigs this time. He decides that Tristan should, uh, you know, make up for what he did the previous time and he should look after the pigs properly. Initially, Tristan is very happy. The piglets are very cute and he adores them. But soon they grow up. And then he realizes that these animals are not very easy to handle. And once he forgets to close the gate and the pigs escape. And they trample over the neighbor's gardens. They create havoc and they run into the market square. And it is so much of confusion and mayhem. And ultimately the pigs are captured, but not before a lot of damage is done. These events are captured so hilariously by James Herriot that it's such a pleasure to read. There are a whole lot of incidents with animals and people that are funny, touching, heart-wrenching and at times frustrating, but it never gets boring. Gradually, James grows into a competent vet who genuinely loves the people and the animals he works with. He also comes to love the place in spite of the hardships involved in staying there. And in the course of his duties, he meets Helen Anderson when her father calls him over to look at an injured calf. Helen Anderson is the love of his life after some time. James and Helen, they grow close to each other in spite of a couple of disastrous first dates. And by the end of the book, they marry and James' attitude to the Dales, to the Yorkshire Dales, has changed completely by the end. In the beginning, he had commented on the harsh weather. In winter, on the moor, it was still dark and a bitter wind whipped over the snow, stinging my eyes. But at the end, this is what he says, quote, I became aware suddenly of the vast swelling glory of the Dales around us and of the Dales' scent of clover and warm grass, more intoxicating than any wine. And it seemed that my first two years at Darubi had been leading up to this moment. Unquote. And James has to endure a lot of hardship while working, whether it's delivering calves in the dead of night in the coldest winter months or getting kicked by bulls and horses. But he's satisfied that he has brought comfort to the animals he treats and also to the minds of the farmers who owns these animals. And initially there are moments when he feels that he would have been better off in life if he had a practice in the city where life would be easier and he could make more money. But the warm sun on his face, the happiness he gets watching a newborn calf being licked by its mother, the simple kindness of the farmers and their wives, all this makes him ultimately glad that he has chosen the right life. 
This book, in fact, is filled with moments like these, where we, as readers, we too feel a quiet happiness fill our hearts. So, that was a brief outline of this wonderful, heartwarming novel, All Creatures Great and Small, written so touchingly and humorously by James Herriot. I would strongly recommend this book to all of you. Uh, most of you would be animal lovers. You will love this book. And even people who are slightly scared of animals will love this book because of the way James Herriot has written it and because of the humor and kindness he finds in situations and because of how beautifully, how sensitively he writes about everything. You know, there are these heartwarming moments and you feel that there are good things happening in life and there's something to live for. You know, so many wonderful people who are so kind. So, go get this book, All Creatures Great and Small by James Herriot. I am sure it's going to make you happy. Now, let's move on to a book similar to the forgotten book of the day. I have a book called On Animals written by... Susan Orleans. So this book is a collection of essays that Susan wrote between 2002 and 2020, most of which appeared in the New Yorker. All the essays are about animals and interactions with them, both pleasant and unpleasant. There are essays about tigers, pandas, donkeys, pigeons, orcas and many more. So, if you're in the mood for some contemporary writing about the world of animals, read this book, On Animals, by Susan Orleans. And so, we come to the end of one more episode of Forgotten Books. If you liked what you heard, please drop a rating on this page. And if you have any suggestions or feedback, message me on Instagram, where I am, The Greedy Reader, or leave a comment on my website www.thegreedyreader.com Or you can message me on YouTube where I am again, The Greedy Reader. So now, we are back from James Herriot's world, back to our own, back to our routines, back to what we do all the time. But please do try to read his books for that moment for those moments of beauty that he has captured, for those moments of love and kindness and so many of these beautiful emotions, beautiful feelings that he has captured and that you will get from the book. This book or these books, the entire series, it's a beautiful, beautiful series, beautiful experience. It's a treat for you guys. So my beautiful, wonderful listeners, take good care of yourself. Stay safe. We will meet again next week. Till then, bye-bye.